Talking Real Estate with John Gibson. Welcome. Proudly brought to you by locatenegotiate.com.au. And with that, their Managing Director, John Gibson. Welcome. Mark, back again. And a very diverse show. Oh, we have, mate. We've got a bit going on. <laughs> we have. So let's kick it off and right get on. right into this. Right on, mate. Far away. You were saying earlier today, um, starting to do plenty of work in Queensland. Segway, special guest, won't go there, but going north, pardon the pun. Oh, absolutely, mate. Queensland, like New South Wales, in the metro and regional areas, mm. is performing, you know, it's going gangbusters. I mean, I was just reading, you know, Ipswich and Toowoomba, Yes. have recorded up to 28% growth in the last 12 months, 28%. A heap of other regions of Queensland uh, are struggling to meet buyer demand with limited stocks on the market. And many properties, well, they're selling in days, not weeks oh, absolutely. or months. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you, you throw in low mortgage interest rates yeah. um, and even lower rates of interest on bank savings. Yeah. Um, are partly behind the surge in the buy activity in the West, yeah. uh, with investors parking their money in real estate to benefit from higher rental returns and first home buyers benefit, benefiting from more affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Look, the other thing too, mate, we keep harping on interstate migration. Big factor. Oh, absolutely. People Can you pop- find the numbers out for me for next show? I will. They're moving north. They're moving north. Oh, well, they are. They are. How's up a Coomera? Just personal question, invested if you like. How's up a Coomera? Now they still call it the Gold Coast, but you I just call it halfway. Why do you keep pestering about up and Coomera? I just want to know how it's performing. You think you've got something parked up there? Have you? You might have a little, just a little bit of a something parked up there in up a Coomera. Did I give? Did I advise you on that? Did I? You certainly did. I wouldn't go anywhere else because I'm loyal. Locatenegotiate.com.au. You've done very well out of that. No, I didn't. No, hang on. Woo. It's just no, no. I, I, I it, it's rented, and yeah, I think you did your due diligence, and there's education and medical, and I think a Bunnings went in there, and a Westfields went in there, and you did some homework. And I think timing's everything too. You know, yeah, all right, I might give yourself a wrap. I know it was a while back now. It was a while back now. It was. We did okay. I think you've done okay. You had, how long ago was that? Eighty percent is an occupancy level there. Uh, well, how how long ago was that? No, sorry, hang on. I got that wrong. It's an eighty percent. You had, dark hair when I, you had dark hair when you bought that property. It was a rinse. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's not go down that track. Yeah. Jesus. All right. So what's your forecast for the next 12 months? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm thinking more of the same, maybe a slight easing. Mm-hmm. Can't be sure. There's a, lot, there's a lot to consider. Look, I can give you the weather forecast for tonight. Yeah. Dark. You actually wrote that down. Oh, I did not. <laughs> moving on, moving on. What are the property clocks telling us? I, I want to move you along here. Let's have a look at these property clocks brought to you by locatenegotiate.com.au. Right. The, the National Property Clock regards houses. Well, they, well, I refer to the Heron Todd White because they uh-huh. sent out really good reports and um, I like what they do. Yeah. When you look at the housing market, you know, nationally. When you look at the, the housing market nationally, you've got the peak of market, you've got the declining market, you've got approaching bottom of the market, you've got the bottom of the market, the start of recovery market, you've got the rising market, you've got the approaching peak of market, then you've got the peak of market. But it seems the majority, yeah. of, majority of rural hub areas um, and capital cities yeah. are all in a rising market. Yeah. 
in housing, mm-hmm. in units, pretty much the same too. The only exception really yep. is in the declining market is Canberra. You know, they've built a lot of a lot of development going on down there. So mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's kind of looking at the moment it's had its day in the sun mm-hmm. and things are sort of – you know, probably easing, but look in this market. You know, that could change. That could be that could be different next week. They might get a surge, and things will go on. You know, kick along. National property clock, office and commercial. Oh well, I mean, unlike Resi, the commercial office market is challenging most definitely. I mean, you've got it. You've got areas that are in a starting to decline. Areas with the bottom of the market. There's, you know, there's some sort of. Um, you know, rising markets, but they're kind of in regional areas. So it's a bit of a mix at the moment. Commercial office, it's got the highest vacancy rate at the moment since July 2014. So it's quite, that market is quite subdued at the moment, especially mm-hmm. like more referring to the Sydney CBD, uh, you know, sort of office market. Yeah. Um, where things are sort of going okay and there's a bit of buy demand is that strated office market. In the city, but they're sort of the demand's more coming from the owner occupier rather than the investor. There is the Heron Todd White Property Watch with John Gibson covering off houses, units, and commercial. This is Talking Real Estate with John Gibson and brought to you by those great people at locatenegotiate.com.au. LocateNegotiate.com.au Property Advisors John Gibson's Locate Negotiate Buyer's Agent Seller's Advocacy Consultancy and Research Service Tenant and Business Representation You simply go to LocateNegotiate.com.au This is Talking Real Estate with John Gibson Alright John, so um, you talked about people migrating north to live um, business opportunities uh, up into Queensland. So I'm buying a property around Brisbane, Bris Vegas. Uh, what would I get in Brisbane, in that close Brisbane proximity? Sorry, in a circle. Look, yeah, look, look, 850 look, for say you, 850. Yeah, for, give you an example. I just bought a property yep. under 800,000 yep. uh, in uh, in Balmoral, duplex, yep. three bedroom, yep. modern, good street, mm-hmm. quiet street, family street. Yeah. Um, that was bought under eight hundred thousand, and I, that deal was done this week. So eight k's from the city. Eight k's from the city. So what? you don't get much bang for your buck, product wise, in Sydney. Yeah, for that you can certainly. Yeah, see you're probably looking at one or two bedroom unit at best. Well, you're not getting a you're not getting a home. No, you can see the attraction up there with people, you know, families moving up there because um, they can go up there and get that type of product. Mm. And be close to the city and um, employment. So there is an attraction. Talking of Queensland, look at one of the great Queenslanders on Talking Real Estate with John Gibson, brought to you by locatenegotiate.com.au. And he, our special guest, is on the other side of this. Talking Real Estate with John Gibson and proudly brought to you by locatenegotiate.com. Buyer's agent, seller's advocacy, consult and research service, commercial tenancy representation, locatenegotiate.com.au or give the team a call. It's 1300-008-006. That number again, 1300-008-006.
www.locatenegotiate.com.au. So we talked about people migrating north. It's really, uh, it's really on the go up there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Queensland, I was talking to my old mate Nate Miles the other day, and he's on a charity walk with Chris Walker. And Chris is... Champion. Yeah, champion guy. And uh, he's doing a walk from Cairns all the way down to Gold Coast. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so, a big effort. I've been watching it on Insta oh, and absolutely. Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, speaking of Nate, I'd love to get him on because at the moment he's got an interesting story to tell post-football. He's... Um, He's got, got seven gyms? Yeah, seven gyms on the Gold Coast. Yeah. You know, he hasn't stopped, but uh, I'm sure there's, he's going to roll out more. But it'd be good to have a chat with him in regards to the commercial aspect of it, the yeah. leasing side of it, the challenges, all yeah. that. So um, he'll be keen to come on and have a bit of a chat about his journey. So that's going to be good. Absolutely. But right now, Chris Walker, it is the walk of a lifetime. And as John mentioned, uh, taking on the biggest challenge to date as he sets out on the walk from Cairns to the Gold Coast via State of Origin 2 as we go to where it's upon us, rallying Australians on a route across the nation as he raises money for charities which have been overwhelmed by this COVID crisis. And the beneficiaries beyond blue rise up, uh, the Alcohol and Drug Foundation and Global Awakening, a brutal 1,757 kilometres over 65 days. Chris is walking for Australian individuals, families and communities, reeling from the long-lasting impact of COVID-19, which, as we know, it's not over yet. Um, but, you know, we live with it. For, the, for this mammoth challenge, Walker is fighting back and fighting for those that have felt the impact uh, of poor mental health, suicide, drug and alcohol, domestic violence, abuse and causes that are all very close to Chris Walker's heart. Um, He's witnessed how easily these issues can creep up and take over someone's life. Um, Let's have a look at his CV there. Broncos, South Sydney, the Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm, the Gold Coast Titans, La Catalans, the Catalans Dragons and a couple there with Parramatta. Mate, it's a mammoth, mammoth effort, and I'm looking at your Instagram page now. You click on the link and you donate now. Congratulations, Forrest. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, where are you right now, and how many Ks have you clocked up to date? Yeah, hey, boys. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting um, – I'm, I'm actually in not bad part of the world, which, which when I do say that, I've, uh, I've, I've experienced the last uh, 57 days – Walking through God's country, that is Queensland. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently I'm currently at uh, Noosa Heads at the moment, um, coming into the Sunshine Coast. I was uh, lucky enough to uh, to pick up some pretty good real estate myself, and in uh, the Mantra and Malula Bar, have put me and my team up for a couple of nights. So, uh, we we certainly weren't slumming it today, and the boys were very happy with where we're staying. But yeah, I've I've, I've clicked over. I think it's just under 1,600 kilometres um, when I started on the 26th of April. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a massive effort. We're, um, we're, we're well on track. So we're, um, we're just getting it all done and getting, making sure that um, everyone's safe. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very nice to be able to do it for those organisations. Absolutely. So, so what's, like, what's actually driving you or inspired you to take on this challenge? Well, we sort of um, come up with – I was talking to one of my mates. He did – he walked – uh, I play golf a lot out of the Grand Golf Course on the Gold Coast, and I got talking to one of my mates, Ronnie Jellick, who did this walk. He, he walked from he walked from Cairns to Redcliffe 
and um, he did it 15 years ago. So I thought to myself, well, yeah, that the new the new platform fund my challenges out. So I'll um, I'll, mm. I'll post what I'm doing and and what we're doing is is we're doing it for what COVID has um, done to many organisations, charities, people. They've you know it's sort of taken their livelihood away you know in a lot of aspects. So if I can be a a, a pillar of hope or, or a light a beacon for um for people to to get out there and now exercise because we all have spent so much time indoors and and a little bit worried about getting out. And, exploring the world and seeing what's going on and being an inspiration well then you know that's what i'm hoping to uh hoping to do and hoping to drive mate i believe that when we were having a little chat the other day you're on about your sixth pair of shoes are you wearing the dunlop volleys or you no he's a kt26 man uh, kt26 is all right no we're, i'm very i'm very i'm very blessed to have some um you know, some organizations jump in and support me and, and my walk like rebel sport so um, you know, I'm wearing the uh, the the Asics Kianos, who, which, to be quite honest with you, yes, I have gone through six pairs of shoes, um, wow. and they have been unbelievable. And it's amazing too. And I, there's, I probably could should have went through about ten pairs, but I've been wearing the wearing some of the shoes right down to the you know virtually the sole, so they can I can. I can feel the stones and the pebbles under my feet. So wow, um, Mate, it's yeah, incredible, it's, Chris. You watching your journey on Insta. And we know how much time, once we're addicted to Insta, it's just amazing to wake up and let's see where Chris is up to today. I want to see where he's up to today. And there he is. He's you know, some form of budgie smuggler the other day with a package and, uh, and, and, the, and the cowboy hat and you're plodding along and there's friends and family. Um, probably yeah. the most heart-wrenching for me was recently I, I heard you on the Ray Hadley morning and on that occasion you had your good friend Carl Webb and on and then also raising awareness for motor neurons, that insidious <laughs> disease. Yeah, definitely. And that's um yeah <laughs> sorry, that was one of the one of the main reasons too why I wanted to do this walk. Obviously I'm forty one years of age, big Charlie's forty. Charlie grew up about half an hour away from me, so I've known him for a very long time and to see what he's going through at the moment with his motor neurons is, is very sad considering every time I think about Carl Webb, I think about this beast of a man. Mm, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely terrorising teams. And to see where he is right now is very sad. And um, it's a disease that, that, to be brutally honest, and this is just me talking, I didn't really know too much about it until Rob Burrow over in the Super League um, you know, uh, um, you know, contracted it, and then now to have you know the conversation with where Carl is, um, you know, is horrible. So yeah, yeah um, to have Webby walk into um, to the Broncos or Cowboys game with us a number of weeks uh, with me and Nate, Big Nate, um, up at Townsville was was so um, so soul defining for me because you know walking around there and you know standing ovation when he would walk past and it yeah. certainly wasn't for for um the standing ovation wasn't for me and Nate it was it was for, for big the charlie Bella. and to have that done yeah, yeah it was awesome i want to reiterate this because we're going to we do a couple of promos and teasers and we're hopeful that chris you might uh, repost on your social media assets um as yep. i mentioned chris walker 1757 kilometers over 65 days i'm going to tell you those charities again uh, and the the charities are Beyond Blue, Rise Up, Alcohol and Drug Foundation, Global Awakening, uh, Motor Neurons, 
And if you'd like to donate, you go to Chris's Insta or Facebook and simply click on the link in the bio and you can donate for this wonderful, wonderful effort by this great Queenslander, Chris Walker, who is tugging at the heartstrings of Australia every single step of the way. Yeah, Chris, um, you've had certainly had a ton of support along the way. Um, what's the fundraising goal? Well, I want to get to a million dollars. I think we're sitting around the $150,000, mark at the moment. Yep. We've got, um, yeah, so if I can get to a million dollars, um, I'll, I'll be very happy. But in saying that, where I'm at right now, with uh, I, I didn't care if I raised five, thousand dollars um it's all about creating that awareness um of what we're doing and who we're doing it for and to um you know, obviously team up with fun my challenge and get that sort of um platform out there as well it's um you know that's that's what i want to do i just want to just uh you know make sure that when you know rise up like i spent i spent a day with rise up before i left and they do amazing work with domestic violence and helping families um you know reconnect with their normal life when they've been affected by someone who has caused that family so much heartache through domestic violence, alcohol and drug foundation, and we all know what Beyond Blue do. So, you know, it's it's amazing to um, to have those organisations and and keep them going um, like they're keeping me going. So, as little as five dollars um, can change a person's life. It's it's funny too because when I when I do talk to people and you know people pull up in the cars while I'm walking down the highway and. And they've got a bit of loose change, and they say, oh, "I've only got three dollars." Well, it's not about that. About that three dollars there can you know, buy two young kids some toothbrushes because their father or mother has been um, abusing them domestic violence. So it's it's it, as little as five dollars or three dollars up to mm. I think rehousing a whole family's five thousand dollars to rise up. So yeah, I'm going to be housing a lot of new families. Um, you know, when it comes to domestic violence, just from my walk. Yeah, very, well, very, well said, mate, and uh, great stuff. Very proud of you, Chris. I, I must say to you, as we produce this, we're on the eve of origin. It's origin time. You find yourself in a beautiful part of Queensland. You're a proud Queenslander. Uh, I know you're very open with your own struggles over a period of time. Mate, yep. you, you had a bit of – you're up there to talk to the girls from the Queensland origin side. You, you ran into a little bit of trouble last night, and you tell me if I'm out of order. <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, no, you're definitely not out. I don't, I don't mind talking about, um, you know, especially about that space about mental health. Um, you know, I, I, I suffer from anxiety. So, um, you know, the best thing that I do is, you know, be able to talk about it because it makes people, other people aware of, you know, their situations. And, yeah, I, I had the great Karen Murphy uh, approach me the other night to come and talk to the talk to the girls. And whether I was tired or just, um, you know, after walking all that distance from Cairns, I I was uh, halfway through um, you know, giving them a presentation about what it means to play for Queensland and what it means to play for your friends and your state. And I <laughs> I nearly ended up on the floor. I yeah had a bit of a turn. Me um, the, the brain switched off and um, yeah. I felt like I was going to faint, but um, I didn't faint. I sort of got out of the room, got myself into some fresh air. My whole f- face went white. My eyes were flickering apparently. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just go get a checkup and see how I'm going. I, I have been on the road for, for nearly 60 days now, so um, it, it is taking its toll. I can definitely say that. It, probably not anxiety on this occasion, Chris. Hey, so, Chris, like getting back to the to the walk, the day-to-day grind, what's harder, the, the, the physical or the mental challenge of it? 
Yeah, I've, I've been. It's a good question. I've been asked a, a, a number of times. What What's the hardest? I thought this is a, a one-off question. I, I, I think. I, I think. I think the first first three minutes of the day um, when I wake mm. up is the hardest. To be honest with you. Yeah, um, going. getting going. Um, physically, I've had a, I've had a lot of battles with with um, my sciatic nerve down my right side, which. If anyone suffers from um, sciatic pain, um, it, it's not pleasant. I've had it for probably just under three weeks now, or just over three weeks now. So I've just got to keep on. Uh, I've just got to keep on top of that, and that's that's a management system or management yep. um, process from me. But um, yeah, mentally, I, I was talking to Jonathan Thurston um, you know, two weeks into my into my walk, and he gave me a ring to see how I was going. I said, mate, to be quite honest with you, without, without sounding corny, my heart, and my soul are so full. And he said, why is that? Wow. And I said, because I'm not listening to the news. I'm not watching the news. Mm. I'm not listening to what COVID is, is doing to, to the world and people's mindset. I said, but I'm meeting real people along this journey. I'm hearing their stories and hearing what they're going like. And there's there's no real, um, you know, everyone that talks to me, is, is it's everything is positive. Everything is, you know, you're going well. You know, we're proud of you. Um, so I'm not, there's no negativity in my life, which is, which when you're doing a challenge like this, you don't, any little negativity that, that enters your brain can really affect you during, um, you know, for the first five k's or the next ten k's of your walk. So everything has to be positive. We're not being we're not being um, <laughs> jokers here, but we're a property podcast, so we just thought we, you've seen some turf. <laughs> we're going to get to that, but mate, can I just quickly ask? Because we talked about your little turn last night at the Mantra, by the way. Um, in terms of medical massage, I'm um, thinking. Uh, uh, podiatry, supplements, uh, Cairo. Yep. Uh, is it more or less turn up in a town and they open their arms to you or are you a support staff along the way? Yeah, I do have support staff, but none of them are masseuses, chiros, physios. So, yeah. um, but I do, have, I do have pretty good support with body science. They've, they give me my supplement stuff, um, high price. They're, they're a lot into their compression and, and uh, recovery gear, which mm. I do a lot of that every night. So, and then a hell of a lot of ice bars. So that's that's my maintaining. I'm just going to maintain what I've got. I'm so not going to get any better. You're looking after yourself by the sounds of it. Yeah, we're looking after each other. We we do enjoy a beer at, at the end of the day. The, my support staff do enjoy a beer and sort of yeah. makes you feel normal when you do complete the day. So yeah, we are looking after each other and we're looking after ourselves pretty good. Yeah, so Chris, you've, you've gone through a number of rural towns, small and large. If you had to pack the bags... And move to one of these towns. Oh, Where are you going? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Bowen, uh, Ellie Beach. Bowen. Yeah. Let um, me write that down. Bowen, Ellie. Yeah, Bowen, yeah. Ellie. Uh, I'd, I'd say uh, Gordonvale is not too bad. That's where Nate was born. That's where Nate grew up. But I, I think that, and, and the thing is, this is what, and, and we say it all the time, um, me and my support staff or people who come and walk with me, um, to be able to experience mm. Queensland like I have. Yeah. And, you know, when I drive, when you when you when you are in the car and you see a big mountain, you know, you see one mountain and one tree. I see every mountain and every tree. So because I have so much time, and we do live in an amazing part of the world. Australia is is um, is amazing. But yeah, there's there's a number of towns there, but I, you can't go past Bowen. I'll tell you else. Yep. Clareview. 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 I'll write that. Clareview. Clareview. It's in it's in between yep. it's in between Mackay yep. and yep. Uh, Rockhampton. It's yep. it, it's in, in the middle of nowhere. It it ducks down onto the uh, onto so you can see all the uh, that you can see reefs. You look out. You have a beer at the uh, Clareview. It, it's, it's called the Barra Crab Caravan Park. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can get a house on the water. Let for, him finish. For about, you can get a house on the water there for about 180000 and wow. it's a two-story. Cheap as brown paper. It is cheap. And they catch crayfish out there. My mate lives, get this, my mate lives on the beach at Clareview. He was at work. His wife, this is how beautiful it is, his wife sends a photo of a mud crab that she caught oh in the bucket. And he said, darling, did you go put the crab pots out? And she said, no, it was crawling across the backyard. Oh. Wow. And this is Locate Negotiate, talking real estate with John Gibson and proudly brought to you by the Queensland Tourism Commission and Chris Walker. I'll tell you now, you can't get a place like that anywhere with a view. Like there's islands. Just You look out and there's islands and reef. It's unbelievable. Speaking of the wow. pro- Chris, speaking of the property market, your old town, Toowoomba, Yes, that's on fire at the moment, mate. You know, any plans to move back to the old town? Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to sell four houses on the Gold Coast just to get one house up there to plot, really? get a plot of land. Yeah. No, the, the, what about the property market, guys? It's um, especially on the Gold Coast. Have you seen that on your trip? Is, 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 have you sort of, you know, obviously you've got a lot of time to absorb things, and when you're going through these towns, have you? Is the have you noticed that the property cycle up there is pretty hot? Yeah, I do, because I love my property. Um, I love, you know, I've got some property myself, and obviously my brother Ben, he owns I Think Property, so he's he's a real estate agent, so he's got his finger on the pulse up here in uh, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Ipswich, and Toowoomba. He's yep. uh, very much um, up in Toowoomba, yep. and that's what that's what we notice all the time because we are are a family that look after our properties, and we are very much interested interested in real estate. Yeah, um, and that's what I have noticed along the way, like the houses. Um, you know, I've been looking at some property as well up at Clareview. Like there was houses there for for one hundred eighty thousand, right on the right on the water. So, I'm on yeah. I'm on realestate.com.au, and I'm going to talk to my buyer's agent at Locate Negotiate, John Gibson, straight after the show. I'm <laughs> now, mate. I, I I must ask you, um, one of my great memories, Toowoomba, Harristown State High. Did you go to Harristown? No, I went to I went to Samaria's College. Okay, no, I just remember a couple of kids there calling the schoolboys school way back then. A couple of young men, Dunaman brothers, Ian and Andrew, Andrew Dunaman. And yes, I think yep. Andrew, I might have gone a bit heavy on the raps. I was calling him the Little King or the Little Prince, and that was the way that his uh, trajectory was going at that time. <laughs> Wonderful young player, but haven't they had some come out of Harristown State High and Toowoomba? Yes, they have. Actually, Jonathan Thurston went to St. Mary's. Wow. Um, my brothers went to St. Mary's. I think Jamin Lowe. There was Steve Price at Harristown. I yeah, see was... Jamin Lowe around Coogee these days. Yeah, he's around there as well. And yeah. then, yeah, there's – so, yeah, it's, um, we've got um, – yeah, there's a – Toowoomba has a very rich uh, vein of rugby league players and yeah. rugby league histories to go into, uh, into the NRL. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Chris. Uh, Play yes. for a few NRL clubs. Yes. Have you got to start tomorrow? Which club are you playing for? Uh, I wouldn't mind playing for the Roosters outside my little nephew. That'd be pretty handy. I'm watching this young man, Sam Walker. Uh, my only concern for this kid, perhaps the genius is there, the athletic is there, the DNA is there. It's a small body that's still growing and he's tough and he won't show it. Uh, do you worry about the body being bashed up a little bit? He is. Nah, the, he's really. hot news in rugby league. Yeah, he's, he's very hot him, news. Him and him and young Reese Welsh. They're, they're yep. sort of setting the light, the yeah, the, the NRL alight. But 
Yeah, I'm not worried about his. I'm not worried about his physique. He's um, like I said, he's a young kid. Um, he's uh, he is slight build, but you know, smart Luke Carey, Bob, He's smart beyond his years from a player. Oh, he's too. He's too smart from. Yeah, he's too smart from. His football IQ is unbelievable. Wow. And it yeah. was always coming. It was always coming, Chris. You, you had no doubt about this one, or you, he just oh, found his no way. Oh no doubt! Like even 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 when he was six year old, he'd sit on the he'd sit on the couch and watch football with Ben, and he'd say to dad, he'd say, "Hey dad, how come they didn't get the, down the short side because they had a two on one?" And that was at six. So six. Yeah, his football. He he thinks very differently to everyone. He is mm. he's a very well well grounded young man. He's um. He's a very smart. His football IQ is, is second to none. So wow. he's, uh, he's 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 got the he's got the game. Don't worry about that. He's just got to um, yeah. I just think that you know, there's some things there that are a bit, a bit unlucky with his injuries at the moment with the shoulder that shoulder against the Titans. I thought it was a little bit. I don't know. They, they probably could have. I think they were they were aiming for it too with the two guys in the tackle. One sort of had him low, and the other one wrapped his shoulders and pulled his arm down. So, but that's all football. That's that's the things that happen. So. But yeah, he'll. Um, I think he's got the weekend off this week, and he'll come back again to Melbourne, and hopefully he can uh, brain him again. I'll leave the final words to oh, John well, Gibson. Well, mate, I know you got some K's to clock up. We'll let you uh, get back to work, mate. Get get you on the pavement. So when when are you expecting to hit the checkered flag, mate? Uh, what we're thinking, we uh, we get into the Gold Coast on the second of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm actually even thinking the Gold Coast Marathon's on the 3rd of July, so I'm actually thinking about keeping the shoes on and running the marathon the next day. Mate, well done. I'm going to rattle off those um, foundations again, those charities again. It's Chris Walker's Walk of a Lifetime. Uh, jump in on Insta or Facebook. Just go to his link. It's too easy. As he said, he doesn't care how small the donation. Uh, and we are helping families affected by the COVID crisis, Beyond Blue, Rise Up, Alcohol and Drug Foundation, Global Awakening, and all of those uh, beneficiaries, uh, the sufferers far more than the actual cause, which is this COVID crisis, as we as we know. Chris Walker, you are doing remarkable things, and, and you just keep going one step at a time, my brother. Thank you very much, Thanks, boys. Ricky. Thanks for having me on. Best wishes, mate. This is Talking Real Estate with John Gibson I'm your co-host, Mark Warren. It's locatenegotiate.com.au. Buyer's agent, locatenegotiate.com.au. Seller's advocacy, it's locatenegotiate.com.au. Consultant research service, locatenegotiate.com.au. Commercial tenancy representation, locatenegotiate.com.au. Or give the team a call, 1300 008 006. That number again, 1300-008-006. Gibbo, this, this is right out of the box, this one. Oh, absolutely, Mark. Along the way in your working life, you meet some great people, soul-of-the-earth people, and there's no better than our next guest. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it would be like to win the lottery? I often think about it. I mean, one of them, Australia's biggest wins. Imagine again if you won all that coin when you had been financially struggling on a week-to-week basis for a long, long time. Just just managing to get by. Absolutely. And you've been able to find one of these very rare people, correct? I have. I have. Narelle's husband had $5 left to his name until his next paycheck. Life was tough from a financial perspective. 
He had a decision to make. Do I buy a coffee or do I buy a lottery ticket? Wow. And then you get the news. Narelle, welcome to Talking Real Estate with John Gibson. I'm Mark Warren. I just can't believe it. $5 for a coffee or a lottery ticket. Please take us there. He um, obviously went for the lottery ticket. Uh, and then um, we got the news on April Fool's Day. Wow. <laughs> How did you feel at that moment, Narelle, when when you got the call? We, was it just unbelievable? I uh, He um, had gone into the uh, news agent to check his, his uh, lotto. And um, I'd gone outside for a cigarette. I was a smoker back then. And all of a sudden, my my mobile phone goes goes nuts. He goes, quickly, come here, come here. He says, you never believe what's happened. And he could hardly even speak. And I go back in. I go back into the um, the news agent to see what what he was so excited about. I said, I was probably probably one hundred bucks. No, whatever. Yeah. And um, the guy behind the counter hands me the phone. And I look at him and I go, what do I do with this? He said, somebody wants to talk to you. Okay, it was a lotto office saying, how do you feel about this, that? And I said, hang on a minute. Nobody's told me anything yet. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, what the hell are you talking about? And then when he told me, I just sat down on the bench in the middle of Asheville Mall and just. Because it was a real. Life-changing moment, wasn't it? The like, colour, the colour just drained from my face. My God! And I, um, Bob just looked at me, and he, he was in a daze. He was in a daze for about twelve months afterwards. From and that, the real that shocking it was. Yeah, and the real, like the days and weeks and months after that, like in the initial stages, like. When you had that wind, did did you get any level of support from, you know, you've come, you've got this large sum of money coming to you. Was there any advice given to you from, you know, I don't know, the lottery office or anything? No, no. They basically uh, said to my husband, oh, look, you know, you have to um, bring me your, come, come to go to the lottery office, bring me your idea and your bank details and whatever, 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 whatever. And, um, yeah, and they pretty much said, you know, well, congratulations on your way. Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck with it, you know. That's just luck. crazy, isn't it? Like when you what think about it. Not even, not even like a panel of people they could just have a chat to. No, um, no nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's quite nothing. incredible. So that, oh, I'm playing devil's advocate. Based, I don't think it's their responsibility, based, but now that you yeah, raise no, no, it's it, not, now that you but, raise it. It's, but it's not. But when you, you know, when it's like anyone really mm, who hasn't mm. had that sort of large sum of money, you just want some, yeah. you need some tools. Yeah, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate entirely. So they said good luck. Yeah, basically good luck with it. Off you go. So you had to um, navigate through trying to manage the money. Um, when you really didn't have um, the tools and or the experience to do that. And and there must have been some 
And well, I know there was, you know, some challenges in the beginning because, you know, dealing with financial institutions, credit unions, banks, you know, people knocking on your door, you know, wanting to put money into, you know, startup businesses, etc. That must have been quite overwhelming at the time, was it? Absolutely. Um, Bob started, uh, Bob was doing a, a course through Centrelink at the time, a cleaning course. And um, he had to, the worst part for him was sitting in that cleaning course, knowing that that money was there and he couldn't, he just had to, actually had to sit there and in the end he said, no, I can't do this. He said, I'm leaving, I can't do this. And I don't do want to make light of it. I'm leaving and I'm not explaining why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so um, the government had told him that if he didn't stick with his cause, well, they were going to cut his money off. Hang on. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking because like our, a lot of our listeners would be, they would cut his money off in relation to welfare? Essentially. Yeah, but we, we've just won an enormous amount of money, but so the, the penny still hasn't dropped. Is no, no. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah, um, you know, I mean, it was going to take take them two weeks for the to put the money into our account. Anyway, we still had to survive for the, the first two weeks. Yeah, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I said to him, you know, look, don't incredible. do anything stupid. Just don't do amazing. Anything. I can't. Do anything stupid. Just sit there until the money hits the account, and then you can do what you like. Because people so, say, "What would you do?" People say, "What would you do with if you won the lotto, Gibbo?" And people fantasize about what they do. But these people now, I'm, I, these people, we're talking about five dollar lottery ticket or a coffee, and waiting for your next paycheck. This is a whole new world. Well, I've known I've known uh, Narell and husband for for a long time now. And um, out of any people you ever want to win the lottery, it'd yeah. be you, Narelle, you know, because you're um, so humble about it. And, um, you know, it just I've seen your journey and seen what you've been able to achieve. Yes, there was some challenges early, but what the, the great thing about it is is that you've been able to make decisions and a lot of right decisions about getting a good team around you, and that includes – um, getting a really good accountant, accountant a financial planner, planner, and be able to exactly. get your house in order, yeah, get exactly. someone to help you with with your financial planning. I suppose that's one of your your great investments is to have the right people around you, Narelle? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the people, our financial planners, are, are awesome people. They're family people. Um, they get along well with. My, both myself and my husband, my my kids. Yeah. Um. Uh. They've been they've been able to they've set up um, education funds so you know we can all get extra education. My daughter's got her um her diploma in um, psychology. She's doing her master's at the moment. Um. And she's just working her ass off. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> made. Such a big but, a, but, a, but also, like, in terms of um, what I've seen and the way you've set it all up and how you've been able to diversify your assets and things, we won't go into any detail, but, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to um, do some work with you guys and on the property side of it. And uh, I just, you know, I just think that you've, 
you know, the decisions you've made have, um, you know, been very astute. Yeah, they're um, the astute decisions. I want to absolutely. rewind the clock a little bit here. Yeah. Because you, you talked about dealing with banks and credit unions. I want to ask you about finding new friends and friends you've never heard of and people oh. with get-rich schemes and investment schemes. Narelle, please tell me, am I right? Do they just come from everywhere and that you, oh. are you going, they're going to find you? They will find you? Absolutely. They'll find you somehow. Mm. I mean, you know, people uh, that I've never even met, you know, I mean, I've seen them around the neighbourhood. Yeah, and they come up to me and they say, "Oh, I heard you won a bit of money," and I said, "Well, maybe we did, maybe we didn't." Yeah, they're still knocking on the door now. And with uh, and and originally they would come to you wanting you to get involved with business business oh, ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. People you've never heard of. Yeah, people I've never heard of. But your yeah. and Narelle and your great husband told me he said, "Look, you know, when people come to me in a net now with the, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and looking to get money or put money into a business, a startup, or whatever it is, yeah, um, he says that's fine, but you'll have to run it past my accountant first." Great advice. <laughs> and I thought that's just genius because it, uh, um, you know, it just takes the pressure off uh, you guys, and your accountant's very astute. It and- reminds me very much of something that. And I hope you I, – I say this very respectfully, Narelle, because I'm fortunate enough to have John Gibson in my corner um, when it comes to property, uh, anything in property, whether it's um, buying or selling, and that goes for my family as well. I think Kerry Packer once said, Narelle, if you're not the smartest person in an area uh, of your business, then surround yourself with the smartest people in that area. Does that ring true? Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. I, but I, I think that's that's being key. See, a, a lot of people, you, you've been. What I see is you've taken the advice and um, and the experience I've had. You, you know what you want, and you, you and but you've also been open to taking advice um, and getting the right people first, and then open to taking advice and taking that on board. And um, I think that's really put you in good stead moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I have those. I'm looking here at some of the questions, but you never never go to a question sheet when the when the story takes you somewhere. But I think John's got here. You didn't have these mad dreams of what you're going to do with all the money. You didn't have to shoot the lights out. No, did you have no. some? Did you did you reward yourselves in in some little way once the little penny had dropped? Yeah, we bought our first house. Oh, God bless you. Well I done. Said, yeah. I said to my husband, you know, well, about six months after it happened, I said, to him, well, well, when are we going to buy a house? Mm. Yes. Yeah, cool. No. He says, I don't know. He says, you go looking for one. <laughs> oh, all right. So I, did. so I did. I went and bought a house. <laughs> but one As, thing I one thing I, I, I do commend you with uh, is that your, your passion – I see a lot of people would be in your position, would sit back and be, um, you know, lazy and uh, just you know, go and buy exotic things like exotic cars, etc. But you have been on the front foot. You've got, you're out of the chair. You're leaning forward. You're you know you've got involved in a gym and you've bought a property there and um, you train the lights out. You're even doing MMA fighting. I believe you've got a couple of. Uh, Couple of medals just the other day. 
Um, you study, and uh, your great husband, he is. So you learned to drive, but it, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. That's that's a that's a story in itself. Um, My and told me had a box which led to me learning how to drive. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, and your lovely husband is just, he's doing some great work with uh, with charity work, and that's his passion. Um, and you even got your driver's license. I did. I did. I remember that first car you, you got. Um, you must have been, you know, I, was, I was thinking at the time, after about six months, that your panel beater might be giving you some Christmas cards mm. uh, for all the business oh. you were giving him. I'm putting his uh, children through university. (laughs) (laughs) But she could actually do that. Anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, well, we thank you very much, Narelle, for coming on. It's been, like, it's very commendable about the journey you've been on. I think there's a lot of life lessons there and how you've handled the situation has been so... Um, it's just been very inspiring, and um, it's a real. Uh, I, I got to commend you on that, and um, well done. Thank you, John. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. And we look forward to chatting soon. We will. Thank there you. she is, Narelle. And what would you do if you won the lottery? This is talking real estate. John Gibson, Talkin' Real Estate, brought to you by locatenegotiate.com.au. Locatenegotiate.com.au, property advisors. John Gibson's Locate Negotiate, buyer's agent, seller's advocacy, consultancy and research service, tenant and business representation. You simply go to locatenegotiate.com.au. This is Talking Real Estate with John Gibson. Gibbo, we'll do it all again next time when we're talking real estate. Good seeing you again, Mark, and look forward to it. There he is, John Gibson, Managing Director, Locate Negotiate. You can go to locatenegotiate.com.au. They are the people to see in the property market area and so, so much more. Until next time, I'm Mark Warren. It's bye for now.